doing this dumbass yeah. fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old babe. I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose. I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. The president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around. He's at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Facebook thugging is a crime. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is the I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids and your own so kiss my black I used to be that whore. I'm not a whore anymore. I sincerely apologize. I'm just now seeing the reaction of Clint Parker. You know, we made a lot of mistakes. They capitalized and uh, we get an opportunity to get a couple of days to, uh, to see what they did, to see what we did wrong and how we can be better in game two. Welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 on what is a first Friday. Downtown Canton, given the fact that the weather is good, should be packed and ready to go this evening. Might find myself down there a little later, doing things maybe I shouldn't. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, our Cavaliers fell last night, 91-113 to 113 they did. And I, yours truly, lost a lot of money on last night's game. I, uh, I got my prediction for yesterday's game all wrong. All wrong. I thought LeBron was going to come out and go monster. Now, he didn't have a bad game or anything. But I thought he was going to put up 50 in response to, you know, people spray painting his house and, like, all kind of stuff. And, uh... I was wrong. I, I will say this, and I told Fantone this before the show even started, that when I turned the game on before tip-off, and you know how they're kind of like showing all the athletes on the floor and this and that? I was worried about my $500 bet at that moment. Like, as a guy who bets sports, you can kind of see it in the eyes of athletes when they're locked in. And when they were showing the Cavaliers warming up and stuff like that, they all every they all just looked lost. Even LeBron in his face just didn't look like he was like locked in and ready to go. I was worried about that game early. And then I felt like the first quarter was sloppily played by both teams. Right. It didn't even look like pro basketball, you know, in the beginning. And then it just seemed to me like I was like, we can win this game still. They're playing great. We're playing just so-so, and they're only up by eight. We can do this. And then it just got to be a little more. And then once Steph started to get hot, you kind of knew. It's like, all right, this one's probably over. Um, I think more than anything last night, and I put it out on Twitter, it was it was much more frustrating than it was disheartening. And I, I, I would agree with I, that. I almost took comfort in the fact of like, well, of course, when things are going right for Golden State and Cleveland is playing piss poor, I mean, of course you're gonna get lo- you're gonna lose by 20 points. It would have been much more frustrating had the Cavs been like firing on all cylinders and the Warriors, and then you lose like and that? then the Warriors just outclassed them. You know what I yeah, mean? I so, agree. Like, it, obviously, you know, you don't want to celebrate any sort of a, a loss there, um, but. I didn't feel like this was the punch in the gut that everybody else did last night Me on either. social media. People last night, well, it's all over. It's going to be swept. That's it. It's the worst. Thing to do. It's the worst team we've ever had in Northeast Ohio. It's the oh one we God. see in front of us. I'm like, well, guys, maybe we should calm down a little bit with the hyperbole. Maybe a little bit. I mean, I think it's the better Cav- than last year's team, right? I, I, well, I think the Cavaliers have proven that you can, you know, lose game one of the NBA Finals and still win the NBA Finals. I believe every Finals uh, appearance LeBron James has won in, he has 
lost game one he, of that series. Indeed he has. He is only of the eight finals that he's been in. He has only won one game one, and he did not win that series. So, like, now listen, that doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't guarantee anything. Like, I know sometimes people will put numbers in front of you and be like, look, it's facts. And it's like, no, it's not. There's still a game to be played. Um, but this, this was not... I don't want to say it was not a must-win game because every game in a championship series should be treated as a much a must-win game. I would agree, but y- y- you got to win Sunday at this point. It's like you have to win one of these two games in Golden State on the first round just to make it just to make it a much easier road for them. Isn't the theory on basketball in the finals that the series starts when somebody loses on their home floor? Yeah, in a seven-game series, especially when it's you know when you're the when you are the underdog there when you're the team that's only got three home games you know obviously defending your floor is the most important thing you can do um so the Cavs obviously are capable of playing a much better brand of basketball if you if you don't think that you obviously didn't pay attention during the season or during the playoffs they have they have it in them it did not come out last night and that's why like I said it was frustrating not disheartening if they would have put their best effort forth I'd feel a lot different what frustrated me was the second shot opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, they talked about it. I mean, even the TV anchors, who I know, I read on Twitter and Facebook all last night, they're bullying for Golden State! No. Just shut up. You just sound like an idiot. Nobody's pulling for anybody. They're looking for exciting television. Golden State was supplying exciting television. They're going to highlight the fact that Steph was hitting threes from the middle of nowhere. Of course they're going to highlight that. But the second shot opportunity that they gave the Golden State Warriors last night, I believe helped. Oh, yeah. Help them lose. I just, they're just too talented to give them that many opportunities. Yeah. I mean, giving them open looks and giving them second chances is going to be a a, a terrible plan for you. And another thing that the Cavs did, and this is, you know, second chance opportunities are something you can fix. Right. Um, I agree. And and, and what they did last night very poorly was take care of the basketball. And that's something that you can fix. I mean, in the first half alone, Kyrie and Kyrie and LeBron James had 10 turnovers. I was going to say, LeBron had seven turnovers early. Turnovers in the first half. It's too many. It's way too many. You can you can do that against the Indiana Pacers. Sure, dude. Whatever. You're a more talented team. You can you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can't do that against the Golden State Warriors. Um. So hopefully taking care of the basketball, getting Tristan Thompson more involved in the game because God, for as much as I sing his praises, he ghosted last night. I know it was. Yeah, he did. He came up empty yesterday. I, I know it was. It was. It was a situation where he was transitioning a lot and trying to stay out on smaller guys out on the line. But dude, you've got to go get some. Rebounds. Kevin Love tried to pick up as much slack as he could, and he was probably the one bright spot last night. Was what was his performance? Um, How good has he been this year? Yeah, he has. I dude. mean, as a guy who everybody was looking to trade last year, I mean, dude, Kevin Love. I mean, he's been playing great. His name will be the trade rumor for the rest of his tenure in Cleveland for as long as he's here. If anything's going wrong, he's going to be the guy pointed at, and that's just the cross he has to bear. Like that's just who he's going to have to be. That's his role in life. You know, it I, is. I mean, when you're the third, when you're the third option. When you're the third guy, like it's always going to be like, well, we can't get rid of LeBron, we can't get rid of Kyrie, Kevin Love. That's who the problem is. So, like, all he can do is keep trying to grab those boards. Um, obviously, the bench was non-existent last night, and hopefully, yeah, we're going to need more out of them. And 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 and, because our bench should be better than theirs. A a, a dude that we both sing praises on all the time, J.R. Smith. Dude, where where were you at last night, man? Like, where were you? You kept Clay kind of quiet, but at the same time, Clay's been quiet for two series now, right? 
quiet. So, like, where were you, I'm dude? not sure it was JR that kept Clay quiet. I think Clay's been quiet. There was a point, I think, in the Cavs where I think down, like, eight or, or, or somewhere somewhere in that, like, close range, and he passed it, and I'm like, J.R. Smith, what the hell are you doing, dude? Take that shot. The amount Take of times, shot. On both teams, the amount of times I saw that, where guys were just, like, giving up the ball, where it's like, dude, the rim's right there. Just dunk it. Just shoot it. Just shoot. And, by the way, I'll be honest with you. I kind of miss guys shooting mid-range jumpers. I hate that everything is run right over the, the center court line and then lob it up. I get that it works. I get that it's more points. I get all that. But it looks... Honestly, it looks like YMCA basketball. It doesn't yeah. look like pro ball. It just doesn't look like pro ball. I, I, I definitely know what you're saying, but... And that game looks sloppy. There was a moment early when Draymond pick up you know, his second foul early. I was like, oh, he's a hothead. LeBron will get in his head. He'll get, you know what I mean? We'll get right. him in trouble. I thought we were going to kickstart right. right there, and it just didn't happen. Um, much like with um, much like with the announcers, I know a lot of people made noise about the refs last night. Oh, oh come on! Well, I mean, listen, I'll agree there was plenty of blown calls, but if you're blaming that loss on the refs, or, or obviously Jeff Van Gundy, you, you just come on. Well, Jeff Van Gundy did say he's like, obviously, our league does not want low post play. Which, dude, if you're the NBA and like Mark Jackson was kind of talking about stuff and when he when Dream or not Draymond Green when uh, Kevin Durant carried the ball last night and they're both like talking about that, I would just assume as the NBA as Adam Silver the commissioner, you'd be texting those dudes like, "Yo, shut your effing mouth!" Really? Yeah, dude. Talking about how talking about poor officiating during the NBA Finals when everybody's watching that game and you're you're drawing attention to a glaring problem that the association has. I pay your check, bro. I mean that game. Fair that game. Drew viewers who did not watch a single season game. You know what I mean? So yes, it's that that game had plenty of fresh eyeballs on it. A guy tweeted at me last night and said, dude, I don't watch the Cavs at all. I don't watch basketball at all. The reason I'm watching tonight is because of you and how much you love them. And really? I hope, and I hope they win for you. And you're right, dude. For 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 you to throw essentially the entire association under the bus by saying, dude, these officials suck. Like, it's one thing if you and I are saying, oh, dude, the refs suck. I mean, dude, right. we're, we're not getting paid by the NBA, but, dude, you're, you're Mark Jackson. You're Jeff Van Gundy. Come on. No, all right, so, you know, people might not know this, but Mark Jackson actually was the coach of the Golden State Warriors. Correct. Dude, as he's sitting there calling that finals, looking at this team, is he not bitter? Do you think maybe he's bitter? A little bit. I would be. I, How would you I, not be? It would be hard not to be bitter about right. that. Right. Hey, dude, if you had to call the play-by-play of your hot ex-girlfriend banging it out with her new dude, yeah, man, I'd be a little bit upset about that, too. No, I'd just go stand behind a bar and watch it <laughs> tomorrow night. That's what I do. For the people that know that, that's hilarious. <laughs> or sad. <laughs> Only for me, Dick. Only for me. Right back with more Sandsbury Show. You hang. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come, 8 o'clock. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Also, uh, we did beat the hell out of one team from the Bay yesterday. The Indians uh, took care of business against the Oakland Athletics. I believe they won 8-0 yesterday. Pretty interesting. I would uh, just me because, well, I bet money on the game. I would have preferred a Cavaliers victory. That's yeah. just me there. That's just yeah. me there. <laughs> Dude, hey, you know, June baseball versus June basketball. Yeah, I'm going to go with oops. Yeah, I would have liked that money. <laughs> I would have I, I would have really liked that. I don't think point, like, Cavs were getting seven. And I said even before the series started, I don't think point spreads matter at all in this series. I think it's close by games, not close by score in any particular game. I think you'll see. I think most games will be like last night. When the team that wins, you'll win big. 
I just think that's the way this series will play out. I can't believe I'm about to do this. All right. But it's all over my timeline, and people are asking me what my favorite is. Okay. Apparently, it's National Donut Day. <laughs> Dear God. Okay, which is pretty much every day in the Stansberry household there. Yeah, not, yeah, it's not too far. At least every Friday. Yeah, and it is Friday today, Indeed and it, it happens to be national. Our, um, our front desk lady, receptionist, sorry, uh, Linda. Hi. Is one of it's well, she's easily my favorite person who works here, yeah, because she's the only person that says hello to me in the hallway. So nice and so polite to us, and like so caring, and always makes sure that like we get donuts and make sure that like we're taking donuts in every Friday. Is 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 the only person I think who genuinely likes us in this building outside of like I like you and you like me. I'm like, all right, that's fine, but outside of that, like nobody else likes us. No, nobody, not one of them. Let's not take a minute and think about that to be honest with you because honestly it makes me I actually I said to Fantone the first thing I said to him when I when I walked in this morning is dude I'm kind of over being treated like I don't matter I'm kind of over it but let's you know what let's move let's move forward Linda will bring you a donut Linda will bring me a donut I'll eat I'll feel better so let me ask you this question all right because I've done a lot of food examining in Star County I've I've moved around I, I have tried the things who has the best donut here um, if I'm going to give honest, I will say I think Marianne Donuts, as far as like local shops, okay, go, yeah, because that's what I want. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like Marianne Donuts is probably the best. They've got, I feel like, uh, a good variety of stuff. Um, everything's obviously the donut game's a pretty fresh game. You, you're getting new ones every day, but sure. it always like tastes fresh and good. Um, Johnny's Bakery is really good. Too. I have never tried that. Those are both. Those are both. If I'm if I'm going to recommend Stark County Donuts, those are my two picks. Really? Yeah. Um, I know it's not Stark County, but out of Wayne County, have you ever had those Lurches donuts? They come in that little white box, and they're amazing. I hear about them, but I've never had them. Oh, dude, they're so, so, so good. Those are delicious. But I, um, I, I'm not, like, obviously when Linda brings the food in, yeah. like, I'll eat it, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, breaking news. <laughs> Here we go. But donuts are not something that I would, like, if I... That's not something I'm going to search out like on my own time to go get to eat and I to, would, like, to, to like splurge on to go get like an individual donut to go get two donuts. No, I probably wouldn't either. Donuts are like a community thing. It's like a group thing. Always in my mind, because you're going, you're buying a dozen, you're taking them into the office. You know, you're walking around with the box like, oh, hey, dude, hey, yeah, sales yeah. guy, you want a donut? You yeah. know, there is that little bit of uh, I don't know. It's like a it's a group dude, effort. Dexter got away with killing everybody in Miami because he brought donuts. Exactly. Into the detectives. He got away with all of that. Exactly. Because of the cream sticks. What's the best donut there is? Uh, I'm a jelly guy. I am. I know that's a, uh, what do I want to say? A tried and true, maybe a little bit of a. Uh, Turns out we're also on my 1017 morning show. <laughs> Why? What's your, what's your, like, yeah, bro, donuts. What, no, what's your I, thing? I, uh, I don't know if every donut shop has them. I know like a Dunkin' Donuts will have them. Okay. But they look like monster truck tires. The Traxxas Monster <laughs> Truck Destruction Tour. But they're called uh, Crulers. Yeah. I like those a lot. I'm a big fan of that donut. Have you, uh, 
Uh, you know, there's one in Canal Fulton. I don't know. And I think there's one other one in Northeast Ohio. But have you had Peace, Love, and Little Donuts? I have Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. I don't know where they initially started from, but that was the thing in Medford, Oregon when I lived there. Uh. So, like, the Human Bean Coffee yeah. Shop now here in Canton and Peace, Love, and Little Donuts are two things I remember from Oregon that are now open in Ohio. So I'm bringing stuff back from the West Coast. Well, with there me. you go. I like it. Yeah, I actually really like Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. Gonorrhea not included. <laughs> no. Bringing it back no. from the West Coast and not, not the gonorrhea. You know, I would I would have thought... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I would have thought. I um, the thing about I'm surprised, like peace, love, and little donuts, that that thing caught on as well as it did because the, in the title it's called little donuts. You think in America would be like, nope, no, nope. I want a big, big old donut. <laughs> Give me the big old donut. Um, but don't you like? Every now and then I like smaller things because you eat five of them. You eat ten of them. You eat a dozen of them. And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm just eating all these different donuts. And there's I like bigger things because sometimes I eat five of them. Sometimes <laughs> I eat ten of them. Sometimes I eat 15 of them. Rob has tweeted in and asked me a question about LeBron James. And I feel like Fantone should have an, uh, have an, uh, like an ability to shed some light on this. Okay. He wants to know about the greatest of all time conversation. So we'll take this break here. We'll come back and we'll address Rob's question next on the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. My evil plan worked as it is National Donut Day, and I am now sitting on top of plenty of inbox messages of all the best places to get donuts. I'm like the worst Bond villain ever. I'm not trying to take over anything. I just want to know where all your delicious carbs are. Still to come, we'll talk to Scott from Winning for next year at 8 o'clock. Might talk to him about donuts, honestly, after last night's game. That might be the thing to do. Maybe Indians. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not so much basketball there. Although we do have to go there again now. As uh, a guy reached out to me, and he kind of wants your opinion on this. Okay. And uh, he says, if LBJ loses this finals, can the subject of the greatest of all time, the GOAT, be brought up again? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to be handcuffed by finals victories alone. Um, I don't know this off the top of my head. How many rings does Dennis Rodman have? Because he it was what two with Detroit, and yeah. I think he won three with Chicago. I never hear anybody talk to me about how Dennis Rodman's one of the best players ever. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think Dennis Rodman's got to be on your top 100 list. Oh, yeah, like, he's a great player. A yeah, okay, no, okay. He's, yeah okay. no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But he's not in the conversation of Michael, LeBron, and you know what I mean? It doesn't go Michael, LeBron, Magic, Rodman. Well, I, you know. So it can't just be rings is my point. No, because I mean Michael wouldn't be the goat then. If 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 no, you're if your argument at that if point. your argument is is rings are the only thing that that constitute that, well then Michael's not the answer then. So like I I, I certainly believe and think that you know Jordan's success rate in the finals has to be big points for him. Now there's no one criteria which never makes losing you, one is impressive, right? Dude, there's no one criteria though that makes you the greatest of all time. Like it has to be a combination of all things that are facets of the game and yes finals performances certainly matter but dude LeBron James never got bounced out of the playoffs in the first round three times that happened to Michael Jordan so like you can't just you can't just pick what Jordan was best at cherry pick that and be like well that's the one and only criteria that makes you the goat because if that's what if that's what your view is well then, of course, then Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time, and LeBron will never have an opportunity to do that because he's already lost those finals. Here's the truth of the greatest of all time conversation: nobody's ever going to give it to you while you're still playing. Yes, of it, course. And and like revisionist history is going to sell us that that Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time. 
LeBron, I believe, when all said and done, will go down as... I believe he's already passed Jordan as far as, like... I just think it's tougher now. I think it's tougher to win titles now. I think teams don't stay together like they used to now. I think people move around more. Guys leave the East and now are packed, you know, building, you know, building teams to beat LeBron. I think I'm not, was that, I mean, maybe it was, but I don't remember that happening in Jordan's era where people are like, you know what? Let's change everything so we can go knock this dude out. Well, I mean, free agency was a different beast back then. And, and, yeah, it's and, just a different game. Right. And I think it's harder now. You, I do. You can only play in the era that you're in. And I mean, you know, there's there's a million different, like, well, what if Will Chamberlain had a three-pointer line? And what if Michael Jordan, you know, had the availability to bring different guys into his team? And what if LeBron was able to play back then when you could hand check? And dude, there's, there's a million different things that go into the equation and that's I guess the point is that like if you're just gonna go on one thing you're gonna be wrong in my opinion like that's why I think that Jordan and 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 there's no definitive answer either everyone is going to be like nope this is it proof positive and it's like well no it's not dude this is why sports exist is so we have bars is at bars and on radio shows and at barber shops you can sit around and you can talk about this but dude Robert Horry has seven championships that's more than Michael Jordan Oh, I forgot about Robert Horry. I mean, dude, he's got seven championships with three different basketball teams. So there it is. Greatest of all time, Robert Horry. It's, it's over. Conversation yeah, over. You, you can't just go by rings. No. It's a part of the equation. It's a big part of the equation. I think before last night's game, didn't LeBron have 6,000 playoff points um, before I, the games tipped off yesterday? I'm pretty sure that's what ESPN had tweeted out. Uh, yesterday was game 41, 41 of the NBA Finals. Crazy. I heard that, 41 yeah. NBA Finals games, dude. That doesn't count for anything, though. That doesn't matter at all. Just got, a great, uh, just got a great tweet about Michael. Minus the rings, what did Michael do that LeBron hasn't? Good point. That's a fair point. Win that argument. Win the argument without saying six rings. Because honestly, I can make a million points with LeBron. Make points without saying six rings in Jordan. I also think Michael was a little bit more fragile and mentally. And and I know that sounds crazy because he had that killer mentality. But if Michael had to deal with Twitter, we saw what happened with the, with the crying Jordan memes. He hates it. He hates it. He's a baby about it. If he had to deal with what LeBron had to deal with shot for shot and like people's reaction, I'm not sure Michael would have handled it as well as LeBron seems to. Well, don't worry about climate change. Apparently God's just going to take care of it and we as a country aren't going to worry about it. I'll tell you what I'm talking about next on the Stansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9, win your way into the GNR show, 9.30. We'll pass out our uh, final pair of tickets for the week on that. Also, still to come, pair of tickets for the Traxxas Monster Truck Destruction Tour tonight, tomorrow night, Stark County Fairgrounds. Phantom will be there without his shoes on. Without his shirt on, dude, J.R. Smith style. Just just eating chili dogs, drinking Mountain Dew, Chowchan, USA, dude. All right, I'm starting to get more into this monster truck thing. <laughs> Nobody told me about the chili dogs. That's a thing. I want to go now. Let's carpool. I need to go. It's also first Friday tonight, downtown uh-huh. Canton. I mean, dude, the weather's going to be great. Downtown uh-huh. Canton's going to be, like, popping off. Yeah, I'm going to have to probably swing by that. Not popping off. People are going to hear popping off in downtown Canton. Oh, my God. Good Lord. What is happening down there? Sorry, North Canton. There will be good times this evening. Downtown Market Avenue for First Friday. Sorry, I forgot who I was talking to. Yeah, Can't freak Jackson out. (laughs) Just bring your best Kevlar to First Friday. (laughs) 
can't wait to talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Also, we'll do that at 8. 7.30, ladies, things to keep away from your vagina, and it's more than just Fantone. There's, there's a whole other list. There's a whole other list. We'll do that. But I want to talk to you about this first. All right. You and I agree on this particular issue, which is, at least I think we do, Fantone. Okay. That climate change is a thing. Yes. Whether what I don't care what you want to call it. Global warming, climate change, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I believe that human beings being on the planet have affected what happens to the planet. I don't know why anybody would fight that idea. I mean, especially post-industrial revolution. I mean, yes, you can make the argument of 500 years ago. That, no, like, you're right. With right. the windmills, nobody was doing anything. Right. I, got right. I mean, when people, you know, but, but you know, obviously modern society has changed the face of the planet. I, I think that's fair to say. You and I agree there, right? Well, it turns out President Trump, obviously, we knew he kind of campaigned on this, does not buy into the, you know, the global warming climate change debate thing. He doesn't buy into it. Believes it's a hoax made up by the Chinese, right, to undercut undercut American industries there. That's what I think he said. I believe that is what he said, right? Indeed. Hey, check Twitter. Confessi! Confessi! God, Jesus. So he's pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord. Mm-hmm. I believe there's only two other nations mm-hmm. that are not in it. Is it Nicaragua? Mm-hmm. And who's the other one? Syria. Oh, yeah, that's 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 an, that's an elite group. That's who I want to be lumped in with. I mean, at some point, we have to admit that us being on this planet is negatively affecting how the planet works. Now, I will say, as a reasonable, logical person... That when Democrats were trying to run against Trump saying that climate change was the most important thing facing us, I felt like that was a mistake. I felt like it's a problem. We need to get on it. But tell, but I, I remember saying this when it happened. You're never going to get middle America to be more afraid of wind than they are of brown people from other countries. It's just not going to happen. It, 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 it's, it's a very broad point that's easy to get lost on. It's like Ty Lue saying I have the hardest job in the NBA, where it's like, okay, if we really take a step back and talk about things, but it's a big picture that you're trying to get people to wrap their heads around right. who don't necessarily have perspective on it. So Trump then had said, you know, I was elected to represent Pittsburgh, not Paris. The people of Pittsburgh, not Paris. So the mayor of Pittsburgh responds back and says, yeah, dude, but 80% of us voted for your opponent, Hillary Clinton. And says Pittsburgh will stand with the world and will follow the Paris Agreement. Now, I would imagine that, and I remember saying this about Trump once before, that I don't believe that he really believes that climate change isn't real. I believe that he is so pro-business that he knows that if we start to admit that we're doing this, we're going to have to install sanctions against companies. They're going to have to pay more, and he doesn't want that because he runs a bunch of companies. Yeah. And I believe he's looking to protect his his buddies here. Now, I am a pro-business person as well, so I it's a very weird line for me with climate change because I want us to do something about it, but I also want companies to be able to, to afford to keep employees. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So I, it's it's a high wire act. Sure. And, and and you know, obviously you can't sacrifice everything in the name of fighting global warming. No, no that's that's that, that's that's a crazy thing to do. Obviously, I think he does, you know, President Trump does 
look at it from the perspective of, well, I want businesses to do better with that. And I think he also knows that this is an easy point with his base. It's an easy way to keep his base riled up and fired up is like to say, no, it's a hoax. It's it's you know, that's what they believe. And therefore, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's I think he's more savvy than he's coming off right now. I think, you know, I once said about another guy on the radio that I felt like I was more talented than he was, but I did envy his ability to have everybody think he's a complete moron and not care mm-hmm. because there, there's money in that. Yeah. There's strength in that. Uh, uh. And, and, and I'm not okay with that. Right. And that was one... That was one thing I could give that guy who I hate. I, there was one thing I could give him and be like, he is great at that. And I think Trump is kind of that way, where it's like, I think he's savvier than, than, than people know, and he just doesn't care if you, people like you and I think he's a complete idiot. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like, It's a dangerous place to be yeah, for a president. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus like a slapstick radio dude. Right. You know what I mean? Very dangerous place for a president to be, but I believe there's a lot of you know, similar lines there. But yeah, I believe in I believe in climate change. I believe we can see it. I, I I think scientists have I don't know, we're getting to a weird place when we start saying proved, but I mean, they kind of have, though, right? I mean, uh, you know, everyone always says, oh, well, the 97% of scientists that believe, you know, climate change, that's a bunk fact. When you talk to actual climate scientists, though, it's 100%. It's like, okay, dude, if you want to find mechanical engineers who don't believe in global warming, sure, sure, there's, they're out there. But, like, dude, when it comes to people who actually study it, it's an overwhelming consensus that, yes, this is man-made and that there's... A, I don't want to say. I guess I don't want to say responsibility, but like there's a, 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 there's work to be done with it. There's, there's things that have to happen if we want to sustain our planet. It's one of those things you can't wait until it's too late. You know what I mean? And so y- y- you got to get on it. You have to pay attention to it. But I don't believe it to be the number one problem facing us. Is it the number one problem facing future generations? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that may be true. And we did a bad job of selling that narrative. That's 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 exactly it, is that it's not a problem for me today. For you, right. And, like, it's very hard for people in the middle class of America and really anywhere in America to look beyond today when it's like, dude, I'm just waiting for the next paycheck so I can go grocery it's, shopping again. I don't, I don't give a damn if, 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 if the icebergs are falling apart. I don't care. I don't care about polar bears. It's the same exact reason why people without kids don't vote for school levies. Right. It's because it doesn't directly affect you. So you're like, well, it doesn't affect me. I don't care. But We're it does affect you because your neighbors have kids. Their neighbors have kids. Everybody's got kids. And then it's also your neighborhood in which the schools are in. And very much the same thing. Like, all I ever hear about is, well, you know, you can't do that because of my kid. Well, your kid is the one who needs the planet. So then why are we not then worried about this about your kid? If I have to worry about everything else I say or do on the radio because your kid might be in the car, then why don't we have to fix things with the planet because your kid might have to live on it? See what I'm saying? Like, I'm not allowed to swear because your kid's so fragile, but you don't care that the planet's going to burn up while he's on it? I don't get that. Dude, I, I just, I will, I will never understand. You know, obviously, with 7 billion plus people on the face of the planet, and I think I we still can't find a decent woman. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. Like, dude, maybe the, 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 
the great purge of society does need to happen. Maybe global warming it eliminates you know five billion people off the face of oh, the dude, planet. Oh, your boy was early on that. Two hundred years from now, it's like yo, there's only two billion people here. We can actually rebuild and like make a better society. What do I always say? Seven billion people. There's no way we need all those. Nah, Half, maybe, no. maybe, maybe then I would stop reading stupid things on the internet. I want to meet a lover where we listen to music at midnight and kiss so hard our lips burn. That was our grown man. That was our grown man. You know, like, somebody bring me a man-made hurricane and blow that dude's house over. That's what I want. Ladies, I got a bunch of stuff you should keep away from your vagina. Spoiler, it's not Fantone. Add it to the list, but that's that, that did not actually make the list. We'll get into that next on the Stansbury Show. 69. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Mere minutes away now from getting you hooked up with a pair of tickets for the Traxxas Monster Truck Destruction Tour. That's happening tonight, tomorrow night, Stark County Fairgrounds. We'll give you tickets for an entire seat, but you only need the edge. That's all you need. Only part you'll use. I was told during the break that I'm an idiot because the kids' argument about global warming or climate change doesn't hold up because liberals won't accept that argument when conservatives talk about it with the debt. Okay, well, if the planet burns up, though, debt doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. So, and I just am a firm believer that aren't we always going to have the national debt? Isn't it always going to be there? Isn't that one of those problems that's never going to be fixed? I've been told before by some higher-ups within a pretty major company that it's the good kind of debt. Oh, Don't dude, worry about the debt. The debt's good. Yeah. Um, but let's not get up on our high hill. Phantom just got fired. <laughs> let's not get up. Well, speaking of debt, um, let's not get up on our high hill and speak about like, oh, dude, the, the, the deficit. When if, if Especially when you're coming into like, oh, liberal and conservative terms. I mean, dude, tr- President Trump's tax plan is going to add $7 trillion worth of debt to the deficit in the next decade. So, like, stop, stop acting like you're this budget hawk just uh, stop that was his gonna be his whole thing too but turns out not so much but like i said when he was running they all lie they all tell you what they're gonna do and then they get there and then they realize they can't do what they want to do and you know what i mean everybody's got to like find ways for bipartisan and everybody you know what i mean it's all backroom deals it's all shady bs all of it it's all i actually it's all of them versus us i i've said that from the beginning it's it's all of them versus us whatever Moving forward, as I'm reading this article now from Natasha Hindi, who's a um, she's a lifestyle writer, essentially, is what she said. So she's just a person with an opinion and no valid like credible, credible like like criteria to her. She's just a person that has a keyboard. Wasted her dad's (laughs) hard-earned money at some liberal arts college, got a degree that doesn't matter. Now she writes for Huffington Post. Okay, all right, but she says here now that women have been forced. Society's rigid beauty standards. Now we've heard this okay. before. You're you have to look like this, or this is what beauty is, and you can't be this. Heavy, right? We've known this, right? Okay. It and, exists. Yeah. Yeah, I believe in that. I believe there's pressure on young women in America to be prettier than maybe they feel. I, I believe that that's there. Just okay. like there's pressure on men to be like, man, I wish my penis was bigger. Right. I mean, we all face pressure, right? And she says here that women are led to believe that their vaginas should look and smell a certain way. And she says that's influenced in part by pornography, which I disagree with because I don't know what those vaginas smell like while watching pornography. I have a guess, but I don't know for sure, right? So I don't know if that is really a a real thing or not. She says, as a result, a number of products have appeared over the years promising to make their vaginas smell like rose petals, 
and even one product had said that it would make you tight and wanted again. That was actually mm. written on one of the boxes. Mm. Not crazy about that. Well, I, I understand the point, but... She says here, but many of these products have no regard for the female health and simply feed into the low self-esteem, perpetuating negative body image. And I would imagine that some of this is true. Okay, I don't want to ring the alarm, but I bet there's some of that is true. Yeah. And I didn't know about this having only like... I don't actually have a vagina. I know sometimes it sounds like it. I don't actually have one. She said, but women have been encouraged lately to buy wasp nests to insert into their vaginas so they could tighten and rejuvenate them. Now, vaginal rejuvenation is a thing. That is a procedure you can get. Like, they'll stitch you, I believe, is what it is. A wasp nest? What? What? Where has this ever happened in the history of women? Will you show me where women are putting wasp nests in their nether regions? Have you not seen the internet? <laughs> I'm willing to, <laughs> dude. I don't know. I've gone pretty deep into the internet, and I've dude, yet don't say to see deep it. Right now, I, no. I've yet to see it. Well, Google it. I will Google it right now and tell me what comes up. Wasp nest, vagina. An Etsy seller called Heritage Health Shop was selling oak gals, I hope I'm saying that right, also known as wasp nests, for women to use internally to tighten and rejuvenate their vaginas. Now, it's important to point out that the post has been removed at point of this article. Now, I find it scary that somebody would have bought into that. I mean, at this point, with the internet and Snopes, we're kind of past old wives' tales, right? So you'd think, but, dude, how many people are like, oh, my God, hey, if you cut an onion and you put it on on your sock, you're not going to okay. be sick anymore. So that's not true? No. Like, I, 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 when I saw that, I was like, there's no way sticking an onion in my sock and sleeping is going to do anything for me. And you were correct in that I, Was assumption. I right about that? Well, listen, your boy's not a doctor over here, but I can I can pretty pretty safely say that, yes, putting an onion in your sock is not going to make you any less sick. Okay. Stupid people. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Uh, so here's what the wasp nest thing is. They're not taking a nest full of wasp and putting it in their no, vagina. No, I didn't think it was filled with the, like, the queen wasp in there. No. What they're doing is they're grounding the wasp nest, putting that into like a pill, like a capsule, and then they're putting that in their vagina. Okay, that makes now, much more sense. Now, now, how many people, how many women are doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is one of those stories where it's like, oh my God, one person did this. And at the end of the day, dude, sure, one person did this. Ten people did this. But dude, ten people used to do this a hundred years ago and nobody said anything because we didn't have the internet now it's like oh my god women across the country are putting wasp nests in their vaginas what what it's it, dude it's like it, it, it's one of those apparently ur- you can get tightening sticks for your vagina i thought that's what we were <laughs> <laughs> i really I, I really thought that's what we were i uh I, I i believe i need a human anatomy class i don't think i know everything i thought i once knew we have a pair of tickets for the traxxas monster truck destruction towards it um, that's actually going out tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah, Star County Fairgrounds. Let's get you into that. We'll take all our 20. 1-800-243-7625. And it turns out fidget spinners are dangerous. We have to take them away from the kids. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Get on Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Congratulations to Joe Blavka out of Minerva, who's off to the Traxxas Monster Truck Destruction Tour. This weekend, Stark County Fairgrounds, he won his way in. You still can at 8.30 as well. Also, 9.30, we'll have GNR tickets to pass those out. 
At 8, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Talk to him about the Indians' win yesterday and the Cavaliers' loss. As they fell 91-113 to 113 to the Golden State Warriors last night, I maintain I think everybody's just got to take a deep breath. Cavaliers are, uh, Phantom pointed this out last night on Twitter, and I think he's right about it. The Cavaliers are capable of playing much, 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 much better basketball than they did yesterday. And uh, I think we shall see that. Would have been really, really disheartening had the Cavs gave their best punch and lost. And lost, they yeah. Did I agree. Not, they did not give their best If punch you don't play great, way. you kind of deserve to lose. Especially against a phenomenal basketball yeah. team. I mean, Golden State's really, really good. Yeah, they didn't lose to the Pelicans. You know what I mean? They lost to a really good squad. So I got kind of wrapped up and caught up in uh, one of these new crazes. And uh, one of these new pop culture kind of crazes, these fidget spinners. And I realized not that long ago why it's so appealing to me. It's because when I was a cigarette smoker, I used to actually hold a big lighter between my thumb and my index finger and kind of like twirl with my middle finger. And that's what a fidget spinner kind of does. And except for like when you were doing it with a lighter, you're like, I wish this thing would go around more and it won't. The fidget spinner, you hold it steady, kind of flick it and thing goes. And you can kind of go back and forth with speeds or how you want to do it or that you can either spin it, set it down on a table, just kind of like watch it go. But they claim that these things are built for kids with ADD to help them focus. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure it's going to help your kid focus on what's on the blackboard, but I'll say that last night during the NBA Finals game, I found myself playing with my fidget spinner um, throughout that entire game. Now, one of the things it helped me with, and I've said this since I bought the damn thing for $6 while being bored in line at a store, that it stopped me from being on my phone a ton last night. Now, I wanted to be on my phone a little bit because, you know, you can't watch a live event anymore and not live tweet it. You have to. Right. So I was like, I make sure I was on Twitter a little bit for the job and, you know, say, you know, abreast of what's going on with the NBA finals and all that. But I found myself not checking my phone 7000 times because I had something else to do. Something else in your hands. Yes, I will. I will agree with you 100 percent. But I, you know, I, think I don't you, know if it's going to make you a better student. You could have put anything in your hands and really have that apply. You could be sitting there clicking a pen. You could be sitting there twirling a pen. There's, you know, you, 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 all that is true. I will say, yo, I, I all that is true. I will say that when I do those things, though. I don't do them for the length that the fidget spinner seems to hold me for. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a me thing. I don't know. All right. And like I said, I'm not sure it's going to make your kid like pay attention to what's on the blackboard any more than he does now. I'm going to say it's not going to any more than a pet rock or a slap bracelet or pogs would have, dude. These are toys and it's okay for kids to have pogs, the plastic discs. Yeah. And you slammed them on each other and like, I remember that. And like, dude, and listen, I mean, I I had all those things and they were all great and like, but they were toys. And if you think this is a toy, it is. And the very, in the very exceptional case of, you know, my kids got all autism and this is working for us and like okay well then god bless you and go do it but if your kid's just being bad in the back of the classroom it's not like all of a sudden he's going to get a fidget spinner and now he's going to be like the you know best behaved straight a student you want him to be i would imagine that i exhibit some signs of add but i think that in this country as a whole we have mass diagnosed children with ADD. Mass diagnosed children, um, mass diagnosed ourselves and really lost perspective of what it is. Just because there's people out there who's like, oh, well, I can't pay attention to boring things. Well, it's like, yeah, of course you can't because they're boring things. That doesn't mean you don't. That doesn't mean that like, oh, I have ADD and I have to have a fidget spinner and I oh, dude, look at me. Look at me. I'm a victim. Oh, my gosh. I'm a victim of circumstance. You also, for me, if you give a 
room full of kids full of ADD and their other kids got a fidget spinner, aren't they just concentrating and aren't they just looking around at all the different and can't focus on anything? That would be, I, I would think that's what would happen. But for some reason, even as an adult, I find myself, I love that thing. I wish I had another one. I like, I almost bought another one the other day to keep at the office. Yes. One in the office, one in the car, one at home. <laughs> like hoes. Got to have them in different area codes, my fidget spinners. That's where I need them, different area codes. The reason why I bring this up is there's now a couple of mothers who want these things taken off the market. All right? All right, I'm already rolling my eyes at that. I know. Okay, all right. So to Portland, Oregon, we'll go. Here we go. Where a woman says her son, Caden... <laughs> Is uh, white people, dude? I gotta stop you right there with this whole Caden, Braden, Jaden, all these stupid names, dude. You leave Jaden James alone. Remember, remember, like ten years ago when, That's dude, the only when, when the sort of racist white dude that you knew would be like, oh man, these blacks are just naming their kids anything, man. They're just making up Shaquitas, Germanicas, and they're just making up names. White people get off that hill because we've been making up names for the last ten years, and they're all, dude, just it's it's disgusting at this point. Yeah. Just, so stop naming your kids John and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I'm taking your point. Yeah, the cadence are annoying, right? She says, what happened here is my five-year-old popped a piece off of the fidget spinner. I'm guessing like the, the middle wheel there and swallowed it. Okay. Okay, but I'm not taking a thing off the market because your kid's an idiot. Okay. I mean, right? I, couldn't I go down the toy aisle of any uh, store, grab any toy, open it, and there's a piece the kid could swallow? Yes, I, I would assume. And I would assume that a vast majority of those toys have some sort of like, you know, hey, small pieces, blah, 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 blah. But if these are pieces that are falling off, it's not out of the realm of possible or the, 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 the realm of assumption to assume that the, that the product you are buying is a safe product. And I'm not going to be like, well, take them all off the market. But if these, if these fidget spinners are, are, you know, malfunctioning or if they're, you know, easily, those pieces are easily falling apart or there's lead based paint on them or something like that. Okay. I'm okay with, I'm okay with product safety. I genuinely am, but you can't be like, oh yeah, take them off the market. This is one of those things, fidget spinners, where I would imagine nine thousand companies are currently making these. Everyone, right? yeah. But so I, so I don't know who made the one I have. I know it glows in the dark. That part's kind of cool too. And <laughs> I, God damn it, am I a sad person? But like, I actually tried to pull the discs off of my because I wanted to right. get the bearing out of it because I wanted to play with that, and I couldn't. I, what my point is is I'm a I'm a grown man, and I tried to pull the thing apart, could not get it apart. Okay. So I, I, I don't think these things are any more unsafe than anything else you're giving your kid. Maybe you got a little high quality fidget spinner right there. Stansbury spending the big bucks getting the uh the upper echelon fidget spinner. Five ninety nine at the bell store. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. That cup of coffee found myself on the golf course flicking the fidget spinner. I, I dude, I love that thing. I, I hate it because I'm like I, I thought to myself last night, how silly am I right now? Yeah, I mean, dude, you don't like to order like things with dumb names at fast food restaurants. I'm surprised here. I really am. I'm surprised this wasn't a this gets Stansbury out of his comfort zone and he feels like an idiot you doing know, it. All right, you know what I did last night? What did you do? That last is so night? not like me at all. What did you do? Because I don't like to inconvenience people because I hate when people inconvenience me. But I did. This is so not going to sound like a big deal to the rest of you. But I felt like like Rocky music was going off in my head last night, like a champion <laughs> when I did this. So I have been trying to eat a little bit better, okay? okay? And so the NBA Finals was getting ready to start. I'm like, I'm kind of hungry. So I was like, you know what? Don't like go and order this or don't go go get a bag of greasy. Go to the grocery store and get something reasonable to eat, right? So okay. I went up to Giant Eagle. And I so I went up to the deli and I was looking to get a little bit of lunch meat. 
And I saw the sign, and it was like, we're open from 8 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. And I looked at my watch, and it was 7.57. And you could tell they were, like, wrapping everything up. Yeah. And they had their backs to me. They didn't know I was standing there. Yeah. And normally, I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, it's technically it's 8 o'clock. I'm not going to. And I was like, nope, nope, because this will lead to cheeseburger. So I'm not doing it. So I said to the woman, I said, I'm so sorry, but would you be willing to sell me one more thing before you close? That is so unlike me. That is so. Normally, I'd be like, nope, I'm not bothering them. That's their job. They're trying to do. It. I'm, I'm just going to walk away. I know it's their job to sell That's me the lunch. That's their rate. job. I, I know you that. just said it. I That's know. their job. I know, but if, dude, if, like, I will not ask people to, to do things special for me, any of that. I just cannot do it. I, because I hate, absolutely effing hate when people inconvenience me. So I think about it while I'm interacting with other people. I'm like, oh, that would make me crazy. But I'm just crazy, I think. It was 7.57. If it was 8.03, dude, you'd be in the wrong. But it's 7.57. People in restaurants, and I used to work, I've worked in a million restaurants. (laughs) I've worked in a million restaurants. People are like, oh, I can't believe you come in 10 minutes to close. Are you closed? No, you're you're still open. I'm coming in. I'm sorry, but that's the truth of it, dude. You 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 that is your job. You are there to sell me deli meat. No, don't feel bad about that. All right, good. Because that roast beef was delicious. I enjoyed it. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. We will do so next on The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Miss yesterday's show? Podcast it there. 9.30. We'll get you hooked up with those Guns N' Roses tickets for their show at the queue, October the 26th. Joining us now on loan from WinningForNextYear.com is Editor-in-Chief Scott. My man, how are you this morning? Good, just don't podcast the part where I said the Cavs are going to win game one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I said it all day yesterday, too. As a matter of fact, I bet $500 on them to win last night, and Yeesh. that did not go well. I had several friends who put money on, on the Cavs, either teasing or you know, do, do, just doing a bunch of different things, and they, and they, and they all went home with nothing but a, but a, but a piece of pizza in and, and, and their, and their tears. We will, we will address the Cavaliers game, obviously, from last night, but before we do, I... Um, I took a message from a listener who uh, wanted me to ask you uh, about some um, information out of Berea with the Browns. Okay. Apparently, uh, Miles Garrett is uh, currently limited in the OTAs due to a sore foot. Do we know anything about Miles Garrett? Uh, they're being very so. They, if like anything is wrong with him in any capacity, like if he's, <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating, but if he's tired or you know, they're 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 just letting him do his own thing. Um, they, they, they trust, they, they've seen him with his shirt off and, and recognize that, you know, conditioning isn't an issue with him. And I, I believe, you know, he's still doing stuff on the sidelines. I think he, I believe he was joined by Jabril Peppers yesterday. Um, you know, no, no different than in training camp when, you know, guys who are potentially limited are just on the bike, you know, the entire time. Right. Um, and I think they're just, they're just taking, being very, very precautious with him because, they realize what you know. They, they they know the talents there, but they know that if they mishandle something that starts as a nagging injury, it could be it could be pretty brutal to their to their successes this season. Absolutely. I want to ask you one more Browns question. Actually, um, can, what, what can you tell me about this new defensive player that we picked up from the Jets yesterday? Um, defensive back safety. Um, a lot. You know, he he the, the the scroll for whatever reason yesterday was leading with how he intercepted the fewest amount of passes or something given snaps or I, I don't quite know what the metric was, 
but I know a lot of people who are way smarter than I am who think he will fit in very, very well with Greg Williams' defense. Nice. Um, this team is very bereft of, of defensive backs, and I felt that, or the, I at least feel the Browns felt Demario Davis was not going to fit. You know, he was a 3-4 interior linebacker in, under the old scheme, and I believe, you know, my, my thinking is, they were able to get a former the kid that they, they procured was a former first round pick. Yeah, you know, that's so they, heard, they yeah. traded they traded Davis, a kid who they potentially felt would not fit in their scheme. He goes back to New York, and they they upgrade a position of I guess relative strength for a position of for a position of very dire weakness. So I'll be interested to see how he fits. But everybody I've talked to thinks it's a it's a it's a gamble worth taking. Before we get to the Cavaliers, and uh, Fantone can't wait. He's on the edge of his seat. I, uh, I, will, I, I do want to ask you this, though, or at least uh, you know, ask you what you thought about it, as one Cleveland team was actually able to beat the team from the Bay yesterday. Uh, the Oakland Athletics were in town and got their ass kicked. Indians handling some business, huh? Corey Kluber, welcome back, brother. Yeah, amen, um, right? He was, he was not, not just pitching well. He was absolutely filthy yesterday. And uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's a... People were frustrated with the way that the Indians weren't dominating the Central to this point. Um, you know, they, they went the last three weeks, four weeks without this kid. So it'll, it's good to see him back, um, you know, kind of strengthening the top end of that, that rotation. And then coming off a 14-strikeout game from Trevor Bauer, you know, things, things are looking up. But, yeah, the, a, the A's are kind of hot garbage. So at least, at least one Cleveland team got to take care of them. Your Tribe's in action again tonight at Kansas City. That game uh, starts at 8.15. All right, without further ado, he can't <laughs> wait anymore. Fantone's got Cavs questions. I'm just going to let him go. Yeah, I've got Cavs questions, observations, all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people have hit me up this morning and, 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 and kind of expressed, you know, Fantone, I feel like your, uh, your Cavs' rection has lost a little bit of luster right there. And I said the beautiful thing about Cavs' rections is I wake up with a new one every single morning. I have an infinite amount of them. There will never be a stop to it. Hopefully they make a pill. Sadly, I can attest to that. There is an issue. Um, Scott, I said last night on Twitter, and I said it a couple times on the show this morning, I don't think last night was a disheartening game. I feel like last night was a frustrating game. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, we talked about it before the game. You know, the you, you knew the stars were going to come out. You knew Durant was going to be Durant. You knew Steph was going to be Steph, Kyrie, and LeBron. But we said the game's going to come down to Tristan Thompson's the X factor, and the bench is going to need to dominate their bench. And neither of those things happened. Uh, Tristan looked completely lost. Um, you know the the reserves. Uh, you know specifically Shump, Williams, Kyle Corver were horrible. Um, Williams and Corver went 0 for 7 on uncontested field goals. You know, so with that 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 is you know that is without a defender within six feet of them. Went over an O of seven, and you you just can't afford to have that. So yeah, very frustrating because the turnovers led to easy points for Golden State, um, and then they just weren't hitting shots. And when they when you're not gonna if you they're gonna have to outscore these guys, and if they're not gonna hit their shots, it's just not gonna happen. When I was watching the game last night, as we talked to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com, I you know I started the program out saying this that I thought both teams in the first quarter just looked poor. Like it didn't even look like pro basketball to me. It was very sloppy. You could tell there was a lot of emotion. Guys couldn't wait to get the series started. And it just felt a little loose, I guess is probably the right word. And even pregame before they even tipped off, like, dude, I bet money on sports. So I'll pay attention to some things that maybe some other people just don't care about. But you can tell a lot about what an athlete 
is going with in their eyes before the game starts. And when I looked into the eyes of the Cavaliers before that game started last night, I'll be honest, it's shoot around. I was, you know, they show them on TV. I was looking into the eyes of all those players. I was like, oh my God, I might as well just light this $500 on fire. They just, they, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, Scott. They just yeah. did not look, even LBJ just didn't look like he was locked in. I, so I, I mean, it, it's not a knock. It's just, it was one of those things where I was like, early, I was like, I don't know. This might not end up all right. You know what I mean? So I think the series is still uh, totally winnable. I'm not going to say, well, they lost last night, so it's over. I don't think we get swept. I said to start this whole thing out a week ago that I think the series itself is tight. Games will not be. Meaning that I think it probably goes six, seven games, but I think every game, no matter who wins, I think you win by a large margin. I just think that's the NBA now. It, I mean, it happened last year. I mean, up until, up until you know, essentially game seven, um, you know, don't forget, I mean, the, what was it, the, to the, almost to the point, right, that the Cavs and Warriors were tied in terms of how many points they scored, yeah. but they did, they did it in completely mismatched ways. Um, you know, I can see the same thing happening. Um, but they're, they're going to have to take care of the basketball. They're going to have to figure out a way to at least step in front of Kevin Durant when he's running in down, you know, down the lane the yes. way he was. He looked and, so and, good last night. And they're going to have to, yeah, and they're going to have to get these these bench guys are going to have to get their act together. I mean, Rihanna said it best, right after post game, oh like God, the really? king is still king, bitch, and it, yeah. it just matters to you. Got to get you got to get everybody else in line. What was with the turnovers last night? I mean, in the first half, it was ten combined for Kyrie and uh, Kyrie and, and LeBron James. It just felt. I mean, how, how is that even possible? I think it goes back to what Dan was just saying. I mean, the, the, they they came out, you know, potentially. You know, you could say a little too tight or a little too loose, and it just they didn't have that even keel. And when you try to force things, that's what happens. Um, you know, there, there was a couple where I think they just made, maybe made one, one too many passes. I mean, they're, they're, it's correctable things. The issue becomes Golden State only turned the ball over four times, which is incredible. That and, is incredible. You know, so, you know, so even, even if you, you know, they, the Cavs will tell you that if they can keep their turnovers in that 12 to 15 range in a game, that that's, that's good. Which it is, but even if they did that and they met their goal, say they were on the low end at 12, that's still three times as many turnovers as the Golden State Warriors had. And when, when they're clicking that way, they're just not going to lose. Where was J.R. Smith last night? Man, he was, he was bad. Um, I, I, I can't think of what the – I think it was three points and seven rebounds for J.R., Tristan, and Korver oh. in, in 70 minutes of play. Oh. Um, so, you know, no, he, I mean, there were, there were moments where Jair was playing really good defense and the, like, we were like yelling at the TV that he was staying in front of staff doing well. And then he would just get either lost in a switch, didn't know what to do on offense there. He, he just looked like he didn't have a place yesterday, but that same thing goes for Tristan. I mean, he looked, you know, there were, you know, I was, I, there's no bigger fan of Tristan Thompson, you know, than me. We were talking about him yesterday, yeah, but, but, but there were, you know, when he's matched up against, Pachulia or, or McGee, you know, those are bigger guys than he is. So he, he really needs to figure out a way to establish himself there. And then obviously, you know, when he's playing against KD or, or Green, you know, they're, they're much quicker. So it's just, it's, he's going to have to figure out a, a way to defend. And, and Ty Lue's going to have, it's, I, I put it on coach to figure out a way to kind of put these guys in a position to succeed. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. I made this observation earlier in the program, and it feels a little get-off-my-lawn-ish to me. I understand that. But this new trend of inbound the ball, get right over half court, launch the ball up, and if it goes in, it goes in. It just it feels like YMCA basketball to me. And... Am I being stodgy? Like, I kind of <laughs> miss the mid-range jumper. I do. I kind of miss it. 
Again, yeah, I, well, I mean, it's not stodgy as much as inefficient. I mean, they're the if they if they, a mid-range jumper is really the the least efficient shot you can take because of the you're you're getting the same amount of points for or a little fewer points for something that if you just took a step back you'd get more. I do agree that there were moments where you know Steph was just doing Steph and he would and you know Corver he'd be five, five five six feet behind the line. Yeah. But again, you know he made him and it's it, you got to stop amazing. him. And the Cavs really tried to take him off the three point line early. And that led to getting dominated in the paint, and then I think they tried to overcorrect a little bit, and that's when you know the floodgates kind of opened in that third quarter. Speaking of being dominated in the paint last night, um, I, I I I heard Jeff Van Gundy say this, and uh, you know a couple different things I heard Jeff Van Gundy say. Um, number one, he made some major complaints against the referees last night. Our no, league doesn't want low post play, right, and that's the second thing yeah. is that is that he said that that's if, crazy. If you're the NBA, if you're Adam Silver, I mean, are you ready to wring his neck? Right Right now, or is that just Jeff Van Gundy doing Jeff Van Gundy things? The latter, um, you know, and he's he will always be in the coaches' fraternity, so he's always going to stand with the coaches and and not not the commissioner. Um, I I don't think he's wrong in a lot of ways. Some of those, those some of the, the, I mean, when they would freeze frame, I mean, I know it's easier to judge a frozen frame than it is watching seven feet tall men run at full speed. But I mean. KD was out of bounds on that post-up play against Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, you know, Iguodala had multiple fouls on, you know, that would or should have been called on LeBron that weren't called. I mean, there's just a lot of things they missed. I'm sure it went both ways, but I think, you know, when we're watching that lead, you know, get bigger and bigger for Golden State, we tend to point these kind of things out. But I do, I do agree with, with, with Jeff. Um, you know, they, much like the home run era in, in baseball, you know, when, when steroids were obviously a little more prevalent, um, you know, these, these, they, they like these high-scoring matchups. You know, there was a, back in the day, playoff games used to be in the 80s, you know, right. where it was, it was, it was, it was half-court sets, it was ball movement, it was, Free you know, slow, slow, slow pace, fewer players, the whole thing, and now it's just, you know, I think, what was the over-under yesterday, 225? Yeah, you know, so when, you know, it's, it's, it's a much different game right now, and, you know, kudos to both GMs for having the players to play it, because there's a lot of teams who wishes they, or that wish they could do what the Cavs and Warriors do, but it's it's a it's a much different game, and I, I agree with you, Dan and and Jeff, to a point. It's it's much different, but I don't think I don't think Adam Silver is too upset about it. I think the best point Jeff Van Gundy made last night was how good Rihanna looked. Uh, <laughs> he would not stop talking about it, and he was right, man. She looked amazing. I had to, there was a moment last night, Scott, and I I felt like it was pretty early where you realized, all right, that this might this one might get away from the Cavaliers. So I separated my Cavaliers fandom, my Northeast Ohio being born and raised here, my fandom of the area. And I took it out of it, and I just started to watch it as like a spectator that had like no involvement in it. And I got to be honest with you, we're pretty lucky right now. Not even Cavs fans, but like even as a casual NBA fan, it's just the amount of talent on the court last night. I mean, we're lucky to even see it. Fantone tweeted this out last night. He made a great point. He was like, you know what? It's just fun to watch your favorite franchise chase a championship. And he thanked the Cavaliers for that. And sports fans have kind of lost that. It's now like somebody was making this argument the other day. It's like, you know, people say, well, you know, he's not better than Jordan. And they wrap up the conversation basically saying, well, you're the second best player ever, bum. (laughs) <laughs> like that, I mean, right, right. I mean no, isn't, I know. That, isn't that crazy? I mean, we're yeah. so lucky as sports fans right now. No, and the, the, I mean, this series in particular, I think most All-Stars since 83, the 83 finals between the Lakers and uh, Sixers. So, I mean, you're going back to Dr. J 
you know, days, but you know, before like you have this much star power on on one floor. But no, I, I've always been a big fan. Like, even if the Cavaliers weren't in it, you know, I've always been a big fan of watching the the best athletes in the world perform. You know, at the highest level, and you know, to have these 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 caliber of players. And I know you know people want to say it's bad for the league, but you know, but those those people are probably rooting for another team. Um, no, but I agree. I think, I think not, not soaking this in for what it is, I think is doing yourself a disservice because it's not going to last forever. Um, and especially if you're a Cavs fan and I, 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 I hope agree. more people are taking, you know, your guys, especially Fantone's point of view in terms of it's, it's one game, it's going to be a tight series and, and, you, but just, just Gotta appreciate, appreciate the journey and getting to the NBA finals for the third straight time. And we could be watching a Browns game instead, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, like we oof. could be watching a Browns oof. game. Instead. I have to admit that if it wasn't the Cavaliers, I would have enjoyed so very much watching Kevin Durant do what he was doing last night. I mean, if you take away the fact that he was beating up on the Cavaliers, Kevin Durant was something else last night and it was just entertaining basketball. And, and like I said, the first quarter kind of sloppy, but they kind of got it back together towards the end of that. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll talk to you again Monday at 8, buddy. Thanks again. Have a great weekend. Take care, guys. You too. All right. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and tell you where not to take selfies next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show and Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. 9.30. We'll pass out some GNR tickets. That show in October at the queue. And we'll get you up so there's this Baywatch movie that's out now. Yeah. With uh, The Rock, future president of the United States, The Rock. And, uh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron yeah. and a bunch of other people I don't know. Yeah, just generic hot chicks, I think. And uh, one of the generic hot chicks, by the way, and I, I, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna try to say this woman's name, Priyanka Chopra? Chopra? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know her, but she... She's not bad looking at that, um, that young lady. She's not bad looking. No, not bad looking at all of Middle Eastern descent. And I think that was one of the like, oh my gosh, they're putting in a, a Middle Eastern woman in there. And dude, she is ridiculously attractive. Yeah, she's pretty good looking. Got those dark features and like, dude, I mean, a banging body. Smoke show. Yeah. 34 years old she is. Stands very permanent out over there. Yeah. 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 She posted two photos to social media and this is where things went wrong. All right. She was in Germany and it showed her standing in front of the city's memorial to the murdered Jews of Europe. In one of the images, she's looking straight at the camera, wearing sunglasses, and she captions it, Holocaust Memorial, hashtag Berlin. And then in the other, she's standing next to her younger brother, and uh, she wrote in that photo, there's such an eerie silence here. Okay. Which I would imagine there would be. Yeah. And I, I can understand why you would observe that, why you would note that. That that doesn't seem out of line to me. Now, this is not the first person to take a selfie here. Of um, other people have been demonized for this. And I, if I'm being honest, would I not want that photo? Yeah, I don't. I think I would. I don't know why it's acceptable to take a picture of it. And it's like, okay, you're taking a picture of the moment that you're in, or even to have somebody else take a picture of you standing in front of a Holocaust museum, that's appropriate. You're not going to be like, oh my God, that's wrong. But for some reason or another, when it's a quote unquote selfie, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, it seemed, there does seem to be a demonization of the selfie because of how indulgent they are. Right. Um, 
and I, and I will admit, like looking at her photo and it says Holocaust Memorial and then the hashtag Berlin. Anytime you hashtag near a tragedy, even when news stations do that, it really just never sits great with me. But it's not like she made up a hashtag like, yo, I'm here at the no, I get the that. Holocaust. Yeah. I mean, she's hashtagging the city the that city she's in. in. Therefore, when somebody searches the hashtag of Berlin, you'll see that there's a Holocaust museum. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't think that's grossly over the line making, there. Uh, making the argument that she's bringing awareness. Yeah, and that she's, I mean, I, I don't feel like that's any different than, like, tagging your photo. This is one of these, th- one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is that this is a very interesting thing in life. Because my instinct when I see this is to jump all over this woman. It's because it's Holocaust. You know what it's, I mean? That's it feels my instinct. so heavy. But if I was there, I think my instinct is completely different, and it's to take this photo. Like, isn't it crazy how the human mind can work like that? Where it's like, I, it, what's not okay for you would be totally okay for me. Now, I definitely think the tone of the picture of the selfie is, is, is you know, going to be a part of it. If she's, like, is smiling it, and, like, trying to look hot and pushing her boobs together, that would feel wrong. I mean, she's got her sunglasses on, and I don't know if she's pushing her lips out like that or if she just has big old lips like that, which are kind of hot. Um if that's what it is, I think maybe the sunglasses make it look like too cool for school standing in front of it. Wearing, but if it's a sunny day out, I mean, like, I mean <laughs> we're, we're going to demonize people for wearing sunglasses. Well, a lot of the times what you're doing in sunglasses with pictures is you're wearing them so your eyes aren't like squinted from the sun. So you don't look like well, an idiot. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if she if, she, if if there was like some sort of it, it's not like she did a photo shoot there like that would be over the line to me that would be inappropriate but to take a picture of where you are and what you're going to see and I mean she's treating it with respect I mean talking about that silence talking about that feeling I, I mean it's not like she said like yo having a great time here at the Holocaust Museum snap 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 you know yeah I mean you know Twitter ate her up for it you know people were calling her insensitive and you know and, you know, this guy says here, I hope you had fun clicking selfies at the Holocaust Memorial. And uh, did she take 20 of them and post them all up and trying to get likes and like, yo, hey, and is she including, hey, uh, I take, you know, I take this fitness supplement and you can take it, too. Those would all be inappropriate. But to take two pictures and I don't know, I, I, I would. I'm yeah, I mean, I've never been there. Right. I've never been to Berlin. But my guess is, if I went, this is obviously something I'm going to put on my list of things to see while I'm there. All right? I mean, obviously. I mean, that, that was an event like... Wow, that sounds like the wrong way to say that. That that was a... Let's call it what it was. Tragedy. Unlike any other. You know what I mean? Like, that, it, it is kind of unique to that, to that moment right. in time, right? Right. And so, I, I would... And maybe it's just the the picture taking crazed nation that we're in now. But I, I I'm not gonna lie about the fact that my cell phone's not coming out of my pocket to document the fact that I'm there. And I know I've jumped up on down on people before for taking selfies there. But if I'm being honest, it would be my instinct to do it. Um, have you ever been to the National Holocaust Museum in D.C.? Uh, it's been a long time since I've been to DC, so I, I I don't know. It's, I, dude, it's something. It really is. Like you go there and you can just feel the the heaviness of the of of the event. There are of, places where you can feel, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you certainly can. And that that needs to be treated with respect, and that needs to be treated delicately, and to understand that, like, hey, this is the times that we live in, and I understand. You know why people would feel sensitive about that if she were being disrespectful. I just don't think she was being disrespectful in this. 
I don't think the intent was to be disrespectful, and I believe sometimes people's intent and what they were doing should play into how we feel about it. And um, the hashtag does it rings weird to me, but that's just me being weird about all of that stuff. I'm not sure that's actually you know actionable or wrong or whatever. It's just anytime I see a hashtag around tragedies and stuff, I'm like, uh, I feel like we're exploiting that just a bit. We have a pair of tickets for the Traxxas. Monster Truck Destruction Tour, and we'll pass those out for you next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. That is where you can see that McDonald's apparently has a chicken Big Mac. Now, at first I was against it, but I got to be honest with you, man. If I get chicken nuggets and a Big Mac, dipping those nuggets in that in the Big Mac sauce is delicious. So, like, I don't know why a chicken Big Mac wouldn't be good. Honestly, if you go to McDonald's and you request something, they're going to do it for you. Just tell them you want to, you know, a, a, a Big Mac with chicken patties. They'll do it for you. Dude, if tell them, dude, you want, get that 10-pack of nuggets and just start putting them on the Big Mac. You'll be fine. Well, I'd be lying if I say I never put chicken nuggets on the Big Mac. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I never did that. Like, I honestly think, like, the Big Mac sauce, they should, it should be, like, in, like, um, those dip cups, like the rest of their sauces, uh, because it's so good on the fries. It's delicious. Mac sauce is good. I love it. But uh, if you have not seen that yet, you can check that out, WRQK.com. It is National Donut Day, mm-hmm. and, uh, I you know, I just simply asked the question this morning, because donuts aren't, like, the first thing I'll go get. Like, I splurge on food. I eat way too much, but that's not, like, the first thing that comes to my mind when I want a snack. Now, I had two of them this morning already. But I asked the question, who's got, like, the best donuts in the area? And, uh, you know, you had said Marianne's Donuts. You like mm-hmm. them a lot. Uh, Peace, Love, and Little Donuts is a newer thing that's kind of new here. Um, and, again, like, I used to eat Peace, Love, and Little Donuts all the time when I lived in Oregon. They were huge there. And they are very good. People are telling me Johnny's Bakery. Apparently, we have one not far from the radio station. And what is it? Is this the, It's like a peanut butter thing that they do? Oh, yeah, the peanut butter cream stick there. Ooh. Hot fire. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm also hearing, is it Lieberman's and Maslin? Never had it. Is that what I'm being told? That's pretty good. I'll to try that. that. Yeah. yeah, Lieberman's and Maslin, and I also hear Ferraro's is really good. So I'll try that. Dude, it's going to be a donut world tour for you later today, dude. Not today. Diabetes by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. No, no, no. Not no, today. Not I, I have. I, I know. I've been trying to eat a little bit better, and then I just ate two donuts. But Wolf down two donuts, dude. That was impressive Okay, all right. Always. You know, dude, come on. I don't need the piling on. All right? I feel like they know I wolf food out. But you know what part of that was? I didn't really even want to eat those. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew I'd say something funny today. I knew it. I felt like I had one in me. No, I but literally, legitimately, Dick. Like <laughs> Linda's so nice that I it, like when I said no to her the one day when she brought him in, like she gave me that like grandma look on her face, like I wasn't gonna eat it, and she was disappointed. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to be fat forever, at least until Linda's in the ground. Like, I, yes, I I will agree with you 100 percent there that you do have to take. She just one walks when she in comes here. In. Yeah, she walks in here, puts the meatballs right in my hand for the piano lessons. And and she's so sweet about it, and she brings them to us before anybody else gets a pick of donuts. So like she does take care of us in that sense. But here's what you could do: is you could take that donut and throw it away, throw it away, set it right there, or you could take that donut and you could go put it back in the box. Buddy, there are kids all over the world that don't have enough to eat. I'm gonna throw donuts away. Go put it in the box. Go put it in the box. I don't know where the box is. <laughs> I mean, like... I know where my mouth is. I have no idea where the box is. A former CNN mainstay has said they have made a huge mistake letting Kathy Griffin go. We'll open that can of worms next on Rock 106. Station Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com is where you can see the new Foo Fighters video for their new song, Run. We did a world premiere of that yesterday, played it every hour on Rock 106.9. Pretty good. You check out the video. The Foo Fighters known for strange videos. It's kind of like one of the things the band's known for. Especially like back in the day, man. I mean, like when the, Jack Black was in them all. Yeah, right, the big me days and, and all that stuff going. And the on fake there. Mentos commercial, yeah, yeah all that stuff. They're kind of known for you know being a little different with their videos, and uh, this time around, no different. Right. So that's available for you in the Stansberry Show section of WRQK.com. Making news this week was Kathy Griffin. Really? After uh, being in a photo. Really? Uh, holding a decapitated and bloodied head uh, resembling President Donald Trump there. Okay. People obviously upset. Okay. And uh, I didn't even know she was still doing the New Year's Eve thing on CNN because who the hell watches that stuff? Well, and on CNN, if you're watching like the New Year's Eve something, aren't you watching like the Ryan Seacrest, Dick? You know, Dick Clark, that? What do you watch Anderson Cooper for? Well, I would. Ryan works for this company. Yeah, so you're damn right. Whatever Ryan Seacrest is doing, that's what I'm doing. And download iHeartRadio. It's free for any streaming device. Do it right now. And you might win a chance to go see Guns N' Roses. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. 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 There you go. But uh, she had made some news. Okay. And CNN let her go. Okay. And I said when this broke, I didn't love the imagery. But I will always fight for people's right to do what they want, and, and especially artists to create the art that they want or do what they want, because that's what I want to be able to do. I hate the fact that there are restrictions on words I can and cannot use in here. And um, it bothers me, and especially over people's fake morality, because nobody's yes. any more moral than anybody else. So your fake morality is what stops me. And then I have to sound like such a grown-up when I have to say things like, and the S-word over your fake morality. That really bothers me. It does. Yeah. Right? And I mean, obviously, I think there's a difference between uh, cursing and holding a decapitated, you know, like this of the difference. president. Um, but you're in the same ballpark there of what you're kind of saying. Sure. And so, I mean, like if you're fighting for the artistic freedoms of people, I get that. At the same time, your decisions, your statements, your comments, all those things have consequences to them, good or bad. And when people love it, they love it. And when they hate it, there's going to come ne- there's negative things are going to come with that. Again, the First Amendment does not protect you from bad things happening after right. you've said something. It just means it just means it just means you cannot be jailed for what you had said. And that's I mean, the bedrock of that thing. It doesn't mean that you can't be fired. First Amendment that doesn't work like that. As a guy who gets paid to speak into a live microphone and has been so for 15 years, trust me, the First Amendment protects me not at all in here. Not even a little. Obviously, I mean, you go into a theater and you yell fire. If you go into an airport, airport you yell, yell hijack. Bomb. Well, you are going to end up in jail for those things. And if you if you, if you you instigate a riot and you say, hey, let's burn this bitch down. I mean, I know when Ferguson was gone, I can't remember if it was Ferguson or something, but uh, it was his stepdad that was out there screaming, let's burn this bitch down. And everybody, everybody was like, freaked. I freaked out everybody about that. Yeah. Come. So it's not I mean, it's not like the First Amendment. It, there's no restriction to it. There's certainly restrictions I would, to no, it. No, for sure there was. I was once broadcasting in a radio studio and doing something that technically the local police department felt like was going to incite a riot, Metallica, the parking lot. Next thing I know, there was a half of a police force in the hallway. Like, bro, like you're about to incite a riot. First Amendment wasn't going to protect me from that. Right. 
wasn't going to protect me from that. Right. All right. So it's not that CNN can't fire her. You got to know that people's reaction is going to depict whether or not you still have a job. Mm-hmm. Now, Larry King, the probably the most famous CNN contributor ever, has said he wouldn't have fired her. And that former uh, CNN boss, Ted Turner, wouldn't have fired her either. So I'll address Ted Turner first. No, of course not. Because the climate was different. Oh, yeah. When Ted Turner was running the company, he had no idea if you were pissed at CNN. If, if, yes, if we're comparing those time frames, of course it would have been a That's story. why Ted Turner wouldn't have fired her. Ted Turner would fire her today if he was running the company today because the social pressure would mean he had to. That's all these guys do. CEOs, these guys that run companies, they don't do anything unless they feel like they have to do it. Okay? Now, like I said, I'll fight for her right to do it, but I knew she was going to be fired when I saw it. When I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, CNN ain't going to roll with that. They're just not going to roll with it. Especially after all the negative attention that they got during the election and since past the election. You know, people are constantly, you know, when people say fake news, CNN's who you think about now. I don't know if that's true of them or not, but I know that's the tag that's been hit. They've been hit the hardest with that tag. Um, CNN, as maybe what was once upon a time the like middle of the road news, like the, well, yeah, I'm watching the news, but I'm not really watching the news. They kind of have unfairly been, I don't want to say, aimed at. Um, But the thing I have with CNN right now is that they're so desperate to shake that they will put on anybody as long as you're the counterside of what they're supposed to be or what they're they're what they're assumed to be. They'll be like, okay, well, yeah, hey, we're talking about something. The sky being blue. Well, this guy's coming in and saying the sky's red. We're going to give him time. Now, you shouldn't have to do that. You 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 should be able to say, no, we're not giving you a platform because you're wrong. But CNN's so desperate to shake that fake news that that Clinton News Network, you know, Farabelle. Right, they're they're desperately doing anything to balance out those scales. Absolutely. Now, like I said, I knew when I saw the photo that she would be fired. But I'm not the kind of person who would fire somebody over this. Especially not somebody from New Year's Eve, the red carpet of New Year's Eve. By the time New Year's Eve gets here, you won't even remember why she's not there. And unless CNN runs the photo, you're not even going to know why, why it happened. Now, what I will say to Larry King, though, is, is he was very dismissive about it. And what he said was, is she's apologized. Move on. And I don't think I, I agree, but I don't think would that be the sentiment? I hate when people do this. What if? But that would not be the sentiment. If this was the other way, I don't think, right? If Hillary had won and somebody was doing this, somebody wouldn't be like, well, they apologize, get over. I, I don't think that would be the sentiment from the left. I really don't. Um, maybe not from the left. Obviously, when it's your own party, you feel like, I don't know, more. You were being attacked You're as being well. attacked. Yeah. You're, you're, you're more victimized. Um, but I think with the Kathy Griffith thing, it's you have to remember, too, it's like, yes, you are 100% correct that come New Year's Eve, people are going to be like, wait, why, why isn't she gone? But nobody on New Year's Eve is going to be like, you know what I really miss is Kathy Kathy Griffin, Fair. and, I, and I'll, put it into the Colin, I'll put it into the Colin Kaepernick prism there. It's like, well, if it's your backup quarterback and it's causing this much headache, then really, are you worth it? Right. And Kathy no. Griffin, if you're once a year going up there and like paling around with Anderson Cooper, bitch, you ain't worth it. Like, you're not worth the headache that you're bringing to me. So... She's not. I, I mean, and that's the thing. So as a company, as, as you know, it's your prerogative to let go of people, especially when you have a... A public-facing, you know, entity in CNN. There, dude, fire her. I mean, I, 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 as as left as I am, dude, fire her. I have said this many, many times, but you know, I know people listen to the radio. You don't listen every day. You don't listen to all four hours. So maybe some of you have not heard this. But what the internet has done, giving everybody their 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 live opinion, what it has done it is is turned the entire globe into the Roman Colosseum. We all now vote. 
whether or not you live or die. There's Maximus in the center of the ring, and we're sitting there thumbs up, thumbs down. And the sick, sad reality is we get off on ending people's professions over things that we're not really mad about. We have got to dial down this fake rage, fake morality, BS that we're, per- that we're sending out to the world when behind closed doors we're not these people. We're not. Uh, you know how I know we're not these people? If I downloaded all of your guys' browser histories, I'm going to find out just how non-moral you really are. Dial it down. Down. All right. Now, I agree that Kathy Griffin, that was, I didn't like it. Okay. But again, I have done things that I didn't like on the radio that other people didn't like. And that I, when I went back and I listened to it again, I was like, you know what? If I had to do it all over again, probably wouldn't have done that. You do make mistakes. Okay. It was in poor taste, but you're right in the sense that nobody's going to miss her come New Year's Eve. So it no. doesn't really matter. She's not a news contributor. And ultimately, at the end of the day, she's just kind of really annoying at this point. But I just, it bothers me when people lose their jobs when they shouldn't. I, I just, it just, it just really bothers me because really what you're doing is you're appeasing you. I, I, I'm not, and I'm not trying because I know we're, we're up against it here, but like, I guess what is the difference between Kaepernick there? If you don't, if it's okay. How do you mean? So Colin Kaepernick, okay, he's not able to play the position, and like, so you, you know, not as good as a quarterback, good enough to be a backup quarterback. Kathy Griffin, not good enough to be a, a main contributor on CNN, but good enough to be on the CNN oh, night yeah. show I or under- the New Year's Eve show. Look, she's been fired by CNN. Both, I understand why no other network's going to give her a shot. Right both now. done extremely controversial things. I would say Colin Kaepernick probably less controversial if you really get down to it. So why is it? Oh, really? Well, I mean, dude, yes, holding up a dead, the president's dead head versus taking versus taking a knee during the national anthem, I think that's considerably less controversial. I don't know if I agree with you. Really? I really, I More don't... controversial to take a knee than to hold a decapitated likeness of the president? I mean... I guess. I, weren't we defending Snoop for shooting President Donald Trump in the video? I'm defending all these people, dude. I'm defending all three of them. I, uh, I just... They all had the right to do it, but there's consequences to okay, all of them. Well, here's what I'll say. It landed for the country much more offensive what Colin Kaepernick did than what Kathy Griffin did, didn't it? Didn't it feel like it landed? It felt like the, the that the anger at Kaepernick was far greater than what's happening with Kathy Griffin. I think Griffin. that's unjustified. I really do. I think that Colin Kaepernick peacefully and quietly did something without 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 drawing attention to any sort of violence, without trying to do anything like that. As a matter of fact, he had been doing it and nobody noticed. It wasn't until a TV camera caught it. A bloody head. I mean, uh, uh, giving, giving the imagery of decapitating the president, that's much worse to me. You can be disrespectful to America all you want. This is America. You have the freedom to do that, to throw Threaten the president's life is much more disrespectful to me. I don't know if I can go along with that one. I feel, and I guess what I'm voting on is because I don't really care about either one of these things ultimately at the end of the day at all. But the rest of the nation seemed like they got much more in an upper over Colin Kaepernick. Now, some people would say to me, well, isn't that opening up a discussion about race in this country? And yeah, I guess it probably is. Because I, I, I will not deny the fact that some of the anger that got thrust upon Colin Kaepernick was over the fact that he's an African-American male. And maybe some of the rage that's not coming to Kathy Griffin is over the fact that she's a white woman and nobody Cares. That might be true. I don't know. There's been a lot of rage against her. I feel like every. I mean, I feel like not not like what what happened with Kaepernick. Now I could be wrong there. Maybe that's just the way I'm receiving the news and receiving the rage that's happening. I don't know. But but to me, it seemed like the Kaepernick deal was much more heated than what's happening with her. 
I um I, I I think Larry King's wrong. I think Ted Turner, if he was running the network in today's climate, he absolutely absolutely walks her right out the front door to appease the public, just like CNN just had to do. We have Guns N' Roses tickets. You'll have them next. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, where you can win yourself GNR tickets. That's happening mere minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. That show's in October. 26th, Axel, rest of GNR, comes to town. Can't wait for that. Cannot wait. We'll get choked up. First Friday this evening, yeah. downtown Canton will be uh, not popping off. I don't want to make anybody afraid of it. There will be good times had in downtown Canton. I'm looking forward to going to that. I'm going to play some golf this afternoon, and then I'll uh, head out to First Friday. Eat, drink, do that whole thing. Can't wait. So you know in India, the cow is like sacred, right? Right. right. And a judge, while making a legal argument, was trying to say that they should make the cow the national animal since it's pious as a peacock. Okay. Went on to say the peacock is a lifelong celibate. It never has sex with the peahen. He claims the peahen gets pregnant after swallowing the tears of the peacock. What? This was on his last day what? before retiring. What? So that, I mean, maybe the dude's just old and needed to be put out to pasture. Okay. But he says the peacock is a is a lifelong celibate. It never has sex with the peahen. The peahen gets pregnant after swallowing the tears of the peacock. Apparently, these comments were made in response to an NGO's petition on the condition of the state-run cow shelters. And of course, people then came after this guy for something saying something so ridiculous. So one of the things I found interesting about this is. Apparently, it's not just in America where important leaders say ridiculous stuff. (laughs) This happens all over the world. It's happening in India. Some users obviously posted uh, some wildlife footage of peacocks mating to disprove the theory. Obviously, as yes, they probably you do have to you you, well you have to consummate. Yeah, you have to have sex. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you got to do that. No no immaculate, you know, conception there. It's it's not a thing. Uh. Apparently, he also went in in his 145-page order. He cites some Hindu scriptures to bolster his case, listing the miraculous age-defying qualities of cow manure and urine. Says here, mother cow is the only animal that inhales as well as exhales oxygen, he said. Cow urine has the miraculous property of destroying any kind of germs. It provides strength to mind and heart. It stops aging. And he added that its horns acquire cosmic energy. Jesus, this was a judge, bro. This is like on par with Kyrie's the flat earth thing. Right? Yeah, but Kyrie's a basketball player. So it's right. like, I don't ever care. <laughs> right, who cares? Dude, just keep hitting jumpers. I don't care what you think. Exactly. They say here cows have become increasingly become a focal point of nationalist uh, discourse in India where the prime minister has made cattle protection a key theme since coming into power back in 2014. But the judge claiming that the peacock is celibate. 
never has sex with the peahen. The peahen then simply becomes pregnant by swallowing the tears of the peacock. Let me just state for the record that I am very happy that human women do not get pregnant by swallowing things. I would have a grip of children. I'm so very happy that's not our system. We have GNR tickets. You want them? Be caller 25 right now. 1-800-243-7625. We'll give you those and close out the program next. Hang on. 6 9 and all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Old Catfish Cooley coming into you live, baby. Kick the dust up. You're f***ing your girlfriend in a public restaurant acting like a prostitute. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby, if it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose. I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. The president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got mm, mighty dog food, some kind of s***. Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around. He's at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Facebook thugging is a crime. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids and your underwear. I had to take off my shoes to run. So kiss my black I used to be that whore. I'm not a whore anymore. I sincerely apologize. Just now seeing the reaction of Clint Parker. You know, we've made a lot of mistakes. They capitalize and uh, we get an opportunity to get a couple of days to uh, to see what they did, to see what we did wrong and how we can be better in game two. Sometimes we're disappointed. I think that uh just thinking about the next game, things that we can correct. Sometimes we're disappointed. I think that uh just thinking about the next game, things that we can correct. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. As we get ready to close it out for the week. You know, I just watched a video on LeBron James. Yeah. After the game, you know, he walks into the tunnel ahead of the whole team and then turns around and kind of gives them the good game, good game, good game as they're all walking by him. Small thing. But those small things go a long way. As, uh, you know, he kind of did his part. Kyrie kind of did his part. The rest of the team really didn't. And, you know, a lot of guys would be like, you know, had you played better? But that's not that's not who he is. You know what I mean? At least not who he is at this point of his career. And, um, you know, it's just being tagged as leadership. And I think that that is kind of what that is. And, you know, kind of reminding the team, like, look, man, we're down 0-1. We came back from 3-1. We can do this. We got this. We still have to go home. We still have to play at the queue. We're going to be all right. You got a game on Sunday, and if you would have said, hey, out of the first two games, you split them, everyone would have been like, that's great. That's awesome. That's exactly what Come you wanted to Come home tied at one apiece. Yeah, that's so not bad. So if, uh, if, if you get your act together by Sunday, the Cavaliers can completely change the dynamic and the story of this series. I think everybody kind of forgets last year how from game to game, 
the story kept changing, and it was like, oh my god, now it's a series. It's nope, now no, it's over. Now it's, nope, now now, it's yeah. right, and it's like, dude, you gotta let these things play out. Um, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Cavs fans need to be concerned about last night, but you don't need to be panicked. It's all right, guys. It they just didn't look. Like they had it all. Didn't look good. They didn't look good. Didn't had look they good. looked good and lost, I'd be. You've been saying it all morning, and I think you're, I, I think Phantom's been right about this. Had they looked really good and lost, I'd be more worried today than I am right now. And I'll be honest, if it wasn't for them coming back from three one last year, I'd be a little bit more worried right now too. A little bit of concern here, and and the Cavs obviously are capable of playing a better basketball game. My concern is, are the Warriors capable of playing better than they did last <laughs> night? I uh. Yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, they were sloppy early, too. They were. Not only sloppy early, but they had, I mean, you know, Klay Thompson really didn't do much. Um, Don't get me wrong, Steph Curry definitely got his, but he's capable of playing a better game. I I feel like Kevin Durant just about played a perfect game last night. Um, But, you know, it's it's, it's these. He was so good last night. He was. These are going to be heavyweight fights every time, and you're going to be punching. It's going to be a war of attrition. What we wanted. Right, and that's exactly, as, as sports fans, what else can you ask for? Just haymaker after haymaker. I, I, I asked the question last night on Twitter. I put up a poll and I said, what would be more embarrassing to the Northeast Ohio sports fan, getting swept out of the finals again or having a 1-15 season again for the Browns? And in my opinion, it's it, a 1-15 season. That's what to this me is... This is football country, so that's got to be more embarrassing. No, people picked it. People picked getting swept out of the, getting swept out of the, so, of the NBA finals. Wait a, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's... That logic doesn't add up. That math doesn't add up. And I'll tell you why. You mean to tell me that if you get swept by an all-time team, won 73 games last year, then added the second best player in the league, arguably second, third, whatever, but he's the the top five player in the league. They added him. After being 73 wins last year and then losing the final, they add him. Getting swept by an all-time team is that's not that's less embarrassing than going one in fifteen a bunch right. of, uh, against a bunch of teams that most other teams would would trounce. What do you mean, I, dude? But I mean that's you know obviously, dude. The Browns get a break like no other franchise from their fans from no like I've seen from no other franchise in the history of sports. Obviously, different expectations, but dude, I mean how? Yeah, I mean, but expectations set happiness. But one in fifteen, you know what I mean? Like that's abysmal. That's terrible. That's like that's yeah. that's 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 quit your fandom bad. And and people still, I mean, a part of it's LeBron, and a part of it's you know, like I said, expectations. But that is true. Yeah, there's uh there's 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 no reason to lose our minds, people. That's it's, it's okay. We're all gonna be. All right. Next game Sunday. Yes, Sunday night. Sunday, uh, Sunday. You know, Sunday. I, I, look, I get that it's uh, that when they do this stuff, it's because of the West Coast. I'm not an idiot. I've lived on the West Coast. As a matter of fact, I miss watching sports in West Coast times. I really do. Do football on Sunday in the West Coast is amazing. You watch both games and you're done by like two o'clock in the afternoon. Can still do whatever the hell you want. It was awesome. But on Sunday, they can't start this game at 6 o'clock here, so it's 3 o'clock, you know, West Coast, you know, all those people yeah, out there. I mean, do what? We, we can't do that? I got to go to bed, people. No, I understand. You, you know, like you said, you, you do have to, especially during the week, you have to take care of West Coast viewers because they want to but watch Sunday. the game, too. But you're right. It's Sunday. And, like, dude. Give the East Coast a break, man. I mean, I know we get to watch the ball drop first on New Year's Eve, but other than that, like, cut us, like, cut us a break. Yeah, but we're not getting Kathy Griffin. <laughs> so, what does it matter anymore? We're done for the week. We'll be back live at it Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. It's first Friday. We'll see you guys downtown this evening. Aside from that, be safe all weekend. No drinking and driving. We'll see you guys Monday. See.